Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh, man, it is a uh, fabulous Wednesday, the fabulous fifth hour coming your way next. This hour is the not-too-shabby 9 o'clock hour that includes Nick Shuley and Setlist ATX at the bottom of the hour. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, talking college and pro football, really need to start looking forward to this uh, Cowboys-Eagles showdown game on Saturday night, Sunday night. I'll start breaking that down probably tomorrow. Yeah, this is big. I mean, Eagles coming off getting smacked around by the 49ers. Eagles got defensive issues. They do. They got some issues. Even with the acquisitions they made, that defense has it's schematically unsound. It's just they got good players everywhere. Remember Shane Steichen left, or excuse me, Rich uh, Gannon went to Arizona, their defense coordinator from last year. They're they're not marrying the coverages really well with the pressure packages in the front. They're just not at all. They're they're not connected at all. They're not coordinated. Well, a, lot, a lot of folks pointed out, you did, Rod, that both coordinators from the Super Bowl team are you know, head coaches now. Mm-hmm. One And Shane Sykes is doing a hell of a job with the uh, Colts right now at 7-5. and five, And Gannon's down there in Arizona. Got Kyler Murray back now. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – uh, they do not look as as dominant. Their pass rush is still there, but the their pass, pass coverage leaves a lot to be desired. And the, the Cowboys should be able to take advantage of that. And their, their Cowboys are playing great at home. 14 straight wins in their building. They get them on a Sunday night with Carrie Underwood and her legs. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Her legs. <laughs> Those things are insured. They better be. <laughs> yeah, you, um, I mean, I, I'm to the point you can't say Carrie Underwood without saying her legs. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right, that, right about that, man. I, they're iconic at this point. Yes. Like, uh, like Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. Yeah, exactly right. There you go. Uh, but, but back to the Eagles, if you look at uh, touchdown, first down percentage, they combine the two, call it touchdown, first down rate. They are 31st defensively in the NFL in touchdown, first down rate allowed. 74% first down, touchdown rate. Like the only team that's worse, the Arizona Cardinals. That defense is struggling. Struggling. And I can't figure out why it's not co- why the coverages aren't coordinated with the fronts very well, but you, just, you hit the nail on the head. They just don't have uh, Shane Steichen there anymore. John- Jonathan Gannon, those uh, coordinators gone. So uh, the Eagles aren't the same. Offensively or defensively, but defensively, they're really hurting. Offensively, they're figuring it out. But defensively, they are not yeah. figuring it out. They're getting worse. They're yeah. regressing. And the more, as you know, more tape that's out there, the more you know how to attack. And we'll see how did Shaq Leonard can, uh, and Kevin Byard, can they become more factors for them? And Shaq Leonard ain't going to – he's not just saving grace or anything. No, I mean, he's, I mean, no. <laughs> no I'm just saying just help slight improvement. Yeah. Because with, with you, you feel like – I mean, because that was what was so impressive last week. The uh, not This is why the Niners can overwhelm you. It's their offense and their defense, right? When, they, when the Cowboys played the Niners, the Niners scored 42, but they held Cowboys to 10. When the Niners played the Eagles, they scored 42, and they held the Eagles to really 10 until a late touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it was – that's where the Niners are just feeling, at a, when healthy, at a different level than everybody else. He lost Greenlaw in that game too, right? He yeah, got, got kicked he, out. He kicked out, yeah. So he got kicked – one of the best By players and starters got kicked out, and they still dominated. Our man Dom. 
Wow. Brought it. Uh, okay, so uh, that's that game's coming. And it feels like that's one the Cowboys can get, get themselves into first place. But we've also said that that is the end of the Eagles gauntlet and the beginning of the Cowboys gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning the Eagles, this game with the Cowboys is, it ends a stretch where they went Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys. Right, five in a row. Yeah, they've gone three and one right right now. So if you're if you're Nick Sirianni and you're Jalen Hurts, you're saying, guys, get this one. We take the loss, but we we went four and one in this stretch. That's pretty damn good. Um, you know, the Cowboys are about to start their stretch where they play the Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. Can they four, go next four? And one? Can they go three and one? Yeah. And if they can steal this one tonight, or not steal, take the one on uh, on Sunday night. Right, Ty, long, Cowboys are favored, correct? I mean, they're three and a half, four point favorite in that game. Am I right? I'm not going to lie. I have not been paying attention to any gambling lines oh, this week. Oh, you're off the gambling. I'm, well, he's, I'm he's, bought he's in. All in on Longhorns. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't really uh, – Nick Shuley's in here. can't bet on the Rangers anymore. Nick Shuley's already in here. We were just talking about the, the game, and we both sighed when you all mentioned that we were going to have to start talking about it, but we both agreed that we're confident that we're going to win. But that's probably the most concerning part for both of us as Cowboys fans, that, oh, that, no. that false confidence there. Mm, yeah, I mean, but Dak and the offense are playing so well. The passing game right now is one of the top three best passing offenses right now in the NFL. Yeah. And Tony Pollard looks like he's finding is some of his old form. If they're if they're even a above average running game um, combined with this top three passing attack and the way Dak that big Dak energy you're getting right now and Ceedee Lamb playing like an All Pro, you know, the defense has been consistent. Uh, pretty much all year. They've given up more plays than you would like, but they, they, they haven't been the Ravens like they were talking about in the preseason. Uh, the, they, they act like they were the 2000 Ravens at one point. That ain't happening, but they are a really sound defense, and they'll be better with the complement of a running game. I think the defense has gotten a little overexposed yeah. because the running game, they, ha- they don't have a running game. So the Cowboys have been basically either uh, a kind of a, a high-scoring, prolific passing offense, um, which is great, but when you're talking about controlling a game, Running game, we just talked about Mike Elko and him hiring Colin Klein. The run game helps the defense. Oh, 100%. The running game complements the defense. Hold 100%. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that coming up, the uh, the hiring of uh, Colin Klein. I'd also mention that Colin Klein did turn down Penn State and Notre Dame. He turned down Notre Dame last year when they were trying to replace Tommy Reese, and he turned down Penn State before accepting the A&M job. So, uh, you know, Mike Elko was able to bring in a, a coordinator in demand. That's smart. That it's is. hard to recruit up there. I mean, listen, Penn State is great, and they get great players. But it, it's easier to recruit at A&M than it is to recruit at Penn State or Notre Dame these days. Well, it just is. And Colin Klein is seen as a really good recruiter in Texas. In Texas. what Melko was yes. looking for. Because you've got a natural recruiting bases there. And you've got a natural recruiting base in, uh, in Pennsylvania, but not as big as Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and Notre Dame, they always got to go out of the state to get their best talent. So. And, I would and also, weather, and weather, and weather. Weather makes your offenses better. You know, Hard to have good offenses that, up there I mean, when the weather gets bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Cowboys play in Buffalo on the 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's that going to be? Yeah. Uh, never know. Uh, then the next two are Miami and the back home for the Dome. Hey, uh, Rod, before we get to Rod's rant and before we get to uh, this story that reminds me of Ty, so the governor of, uh, of, Go- of Florida, who's also a presidential candidate named uh, Ron DeSantis, Slams the CFP. He wants to sue the CFP, and he's asking a million dollars to let Florida State sue the CFP committee. Uh, he didn't say. Here's what he said. Because if you're the governor and you're gonna, you know, move on this, and you're serious, you're gonna mm-hmm. say, "I'm gonna sue under these grounds, yeah. on this grounds." Mm-hmm. He, but he, what his quote was was, "My first grader, my fifth grader, my preschooler, they're all Knowles, and they're big time fans, and they do the tomahawk chop, and they were not happy." <laughs> 
Oh man. We are going to set aside a million dollars, let the chips fall where they may. But what are what are, I mean? What grounds do you have to sue them? The rules are set up. They followed the rules. They picked four teams, and yours didn't get in. What is the what is the lawsuit? We are a very litigious society. Oh, I know. You don't I just, need a you reason gotta, to you sue anybody. You got to sue on grounds at some level. You got to have. I'm yeah. suing because you can't sue for unfairness. You can sue for ridiculous reasons. You can yeah, sue well, you because can. your feelings got hurt. You can sue because the coffee like, was too hot. Because my <laughs> kids do the tomahawk chop and yeah, they were mad. Yeah, you can sue for something like that, well, those right? Those are civil, though. Huh? Those yeah. are civil. I, I guess it's, but it, it could be no, a civil no suit. No crime was committed here. Yeah, it, it, it won't be a legal suit. It would be a civil suit. It would be a civil suit. Yeah. You hurt my yeah. kids' feelings. Yeah. I, that's just, that, my feelings. That, we know that's symbolic. There's not going to be a lawsuit. Yeah, and if it is a civil suit, it will be be one. Yeah, it will be one on principle, and they won't be able to win it because, like you said, what are the actual grounds and what are they suing for? But, yeah, I mean, I see them. They have have a valid argument, and they have a valid complaint. There's no doubt. I think two things are true. I think FSU did get screwed, (laughs) and they have a valid complaint, a valid argument. And, yes, they probably feel like they've been lied to their entire lives about the sanctity of meritocracy and winning and all that. But it also is true, in my opinion, that the college football playoff committee got it right because they're in charge of a television show and they need the best television product and Texas and Bama are better television products than FSU and your second and third string quarterback it just is well and I would also say that they're you know they would de- deny that they're in charge of a television show but yeah, I, yeah. we all are part, <laughs> know they're part of it <laughs> but the way, they also have a website with guidelines on it and they followed the guidelines pretty dang close to uh, you know because again this was not about you know this was about five. There are power, this year there are five Power Five conferences, right? And there are four spots. And there, for the first time ever, five very worthy Power Five teams for the four-team playoff. And one was going to be left out, and they followed the guidelines they have set, and they put those top four teams in there. And you know, using a team's current health is within their guidelines and within their purview, and what their team is now. Um, you know, so they. By the letter of their own law, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They they followed it. Yeah. And just because your kids don't like it or people were upset, I th- that's not a lawsuit thing. I mean, I'm not saying yes, you can sue for anything. This is the governor of a state who's running for president <laughs> talking about suing people. <laughs> I mean, come on, you got to have grounds to sue. I agree. Not just it. that you weren't happy with the decision made. Yeah. Uh, but last thing, Ty. Here you go, Ty. Here is you. Um, this is this is hopefully this isn't. Have you ever gone after a feral hog, to, uh, Ty? Like in any way? Like a lady. Feral hogs. You know, people are getting these helicopters and they shoot these feral hogs because they come. They're a real problem, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And this, in Australia, there are as many as 24 million feral hogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can, like, destroy towns and stuff. Yeah. Well, here's this Things crazy story from an eyewitness. Wish they had a phone. A camper at the DeGray River campsite in Port Hedland, Australia, witnessed a feral hog steal a 18-pack 18 18 of, of beer that had been left out by a camper. Drank all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then did what the rest of us would do, including you, Ty. Passed out. Started looking for food. Oh, yes. <laughs> went digging through trash cans. <laughs> uh, looking for some food. Trying to soak up that alcohol. Then he tried to get in a fight with a cow. And then passed out. <laughs> passed out. So you're asking yep. if I've ever done what that hog did? That's right. Have you ever lived that dream right there? Yeah. It's down an 18-pack. Search for some fast food, start a fight with a cow, and then pass out. <laughs> no, I've never been cow tipping before, so I can't right. say I've, that, that's pretty Australian, though. That's awesome. That is uh, that's that's. Cool. He's got a picture of the of the of the passed out feral hog. He does not have video, unfortunately. How big is that thing? Big. What are we talking about? Eight hundred, five hundred, eight nine hundred pounder. Ooh, those things are scary, Thick. man. That is scary. Something Jerome that- Bettis. <laughs> but lower to the ground. No, those things are a menace. They are, though. 18-pack of beer, 
scouring for food, fight with a cow, out. Love it. Hey, let's go to uh, Rod's rant ahead of Setlist ATX. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, oh you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, let's get to. Actually, I want to talk about something that came up yesterday, um, and uh, I believe everybody by now, Longhorn fans have seen it. If not, you can go check it out. It's online. Pat McAfee who uh, always has Aaron Rodgers on his shows. Pat McAfee had Aaron Rodgers on, and they were talking about the college football playoff and the four teams that were chosen, Florida State being left out. And it turns out that Aaron Rodgers had some very you know, strong opinions about it. I guess everybody's got strong opinions about uh, who's, who was chosen in the college football playoff committee and who was left out. Uh, and that's exactly the whole point, right? People are passionate. This is a, a – it's kind of a passion – Plea, right, and this is a, a a sport, and this is a subject that brings out a lot of passion in people, and it brought out passion even in Aaron Rodgers. So uh, here's a little first bit. I won't play the whole thing because he gets uh, he gets a little foul mouth here. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers talking about how he was displeased with the committee's choice. I feel about Florida State, those boys. That was my team growing up. That was my team. I think they should have got in. Over and Texas. All right, there you go. See, Aaron Rodgers. And, and he know. did the horns down. He did the horns down. I know there's a lot of people out there. I was just starting Aaron to like Rogers. him, too. You know, it, uh, that really <laughs> sent me completely wrong. Through the hard knocks, I was like, oh, he's not. He's obviously an animated guy and kind of weird, but I, I started to like him, and now I hate uh, him once again. See? So good job, and Aaron Rodgers. And this is what kind of my plea for Longhorn fans. If you're just hating Aaron Rodgers and now you have strong feelings right, against Aaron Rodgers because he did the horns down, don't. Because you're about to see it a whole lot more because Texas, now they're, they're the brand now, the college football brand of Texas, is playing to a standard. And he is just, I think, a microcosm of the angst and the vitriol now that is starting to grow. And the way for America to express their vitriol and their dislike and disdain for Texas is with the horns down. And now that you're going into the SEC, you're going to see it even more. Because now the profile of Texas is even larger. So you're going to see more and more people doing the hands down because they're hate-watching Texas or, as they uh, the famous line, they hate us because they ain't us, right? That kind of thing. But I've, I've always said this. It's always been my take about the horns down. And people got upset about it again because Aaron Rodgers did it. And they think it's disrespect. Hell, V.Y. famously almost went to jail. All right, for two-piecing a dude, giving uh, two-piecing a dude at a strip club who did the horns down in front of him. Got him a lot of street cred with Longhorn fans. They'll love him for life because that's how sacred they believe the horns uh, horns up is, right? The horn hand, uh, the hook em hand symbol. But I think it also, the horns down insult, as Longhorn fans uh, take it, is actually not an insult. It's quite the contrary. It's a compliment, and a great compliment is becoming college football's version of the middle finger. And when, when fans do it, they do it now when Texas is not even playing. Texas is not even in the same conference, and you see teams, you see 
uh, fans during the hands down or the horns down symbol. I think that's great. It's one of the most effective, if not the most effective form of free media and free advertising and free marketing in sports today, not just at the college level. It is so unique that everybody, whether you're a sports fan or not, or whether you're just a fan of pop culture, you know what it means. Only little kids who are nine years and younger have to have their parents explain to them, Mommy and Daddy, what does that mean? What does that hand symbol mean? And then they have to explain to them why they're doing it, why they hate Texas, <laughs> who Texas is. And I think now, except it actually helped. It's branding. It is amazing branding. It actually reminds me, I said this before, reminds me of Trump's uh, election and his campaign during his election. People talked a lot about Trump during that time. Some bad, some good, right? There was a lot of people who had disdain and dislike for him, but he was a brand, right? And that brand, um, because it was so talked about and it was such a discussed topic during that election, he got almost $6 billion in free media. He basically stopped spending money on his campaign. Because he was just getting free advertising and free media. Yes, some of it bad, some of it good, but still free media nonetheless. It was it was great branding and great marketing. And a lot of people will actually credit him with that helping him win the election. Because he got so much free media and so much free publicity. Same thing happened with uh, Starbucks. I remember Game of Thrones. They at the in the last season they had a Starbucks cup. Actually, it was a coffee cup that was left in the scene. It wasn't even Starbucks. It was a coffee cup to some random coffee place. They left in the scene. They had to CGI it out later on. But it became a huge topic of conversation. Huge scandal for all the Game of Thrones fans out there. Starbucks claimed at that week that they got three damn near three billion dollars in free publicity because everybody was talking about that coffee cup and they kept using the term Starbucks because when we think coffee in this country, we automatically think Starbucks. Right? That's how free media works. That's how free marketing and free branding works. And the same thing happens when the horns go down, people. People automatically make the connection to Texas. It's automatically Texas. And I think that's a big part of why the, the, the brand, once again now, yes, it's a lot of vitriol, a lot of angst, but I think now that horns down is going to be even more significant than it was when Texas wasn't good. Because when, when Texas wasn't good, you saw the horns down and you saw it as an insult. But now Texas can embrace the horns down. You truly can. Because you don't see it as an insult now. Not when you're good. When you're good, you know they're just doing it to taunt and doing it to try to get under your skin. When you were bad, you actually did see it as an insult because you're bad. You were losing to these teams that were doing horns down. Now you're going to be beating these teams that are doing the horns down. And it is actually just free, man, free marketing and free branding for you. So don't be mad about it. It's a good thing. Hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, don't be mad about that, And man. the Longhorns have lived on that. Not lived, but they've taken a lot of uh, currency out of that this year. This team uh, has. Oh, man, the, the Revenge Tour, the uh, FAFO. Uh, that's good. You know, put a chip on your shoulder. Uh, and, and you know what? You can have it with a cool factor. Hate us because they ain't us. And uh, come be a part of it if you want because uh, I love the uh, – it's the – as you always say, n nobody else has a, a hand signal like that. I mean, you, you can hate Notre Dame, but you can't do that in one single hand signal. You nope. can't do it in Michigan, Ohio State. No. Nope. That's, that's, that's unique to Texas, which is pretty cool. Yep. That's why everybody does it. Everybody like, does it. Everybody does it. Kids do it. Grandmothers do it. And so when Aaron Rodgers people... is on the McAfee show doing it, that's good. That's a good thing. It's a great it means thing. you're in his head. And for for people of Ty's age that don't know that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has an ongoing 20-year grudge with Texas mm -hmm. back to when he was the quarterback at Cal, Berkeley, and wanted his team – his team had earned an opportunity to play in the Rose Bowl. They won the Pac-12, and they had a chance to go for the first time in like 
40 years for the program. And Mac Brown in Texas, Mac Brown did his job, went and politicked for it. Yeah, he did. And they got chosen to go play Michigan instead of Cal, and it made a lot of people on the West Coast mad, including Aaron Rodgers. And you know to this day, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like Texas. He doesn't like Texas. Exactly. <laughs> Rent-free, and this dude, Ted, he's still throwing the horns down. And, and, and like I said, I think now we're starting to turn the corner. I feel it because I was here and witnessed it with Texas. We talked about this earlier, and we talked about it on the uh, on Texas uh, live stream as well with my man Jerry Hamilton. Mac Brown was brilliant in his ability to capture – uh, to capture and maximize the cool factor when he got to Texas. And he did it in a lot of ways. And Ricky really, really helped him out a ton because uh, Ricky was – he was actually kind of counter to the perception of Texas. Right? Perception of Texas was considered to be buttoned up and kind of hostile. Yeah, yeah, hoity-toity when Texas got – and Texas was not cool when I was a 17-year-old being recruited by no, Texas. Florida State was cool. Florida State was cool. Colorado. Colorado was cool. Even, I hate to say it, guys, the Aggies and their wrecking crew were considered, had more of a cool factor than Texas did. They did. But then Matt got to Texas, and then he kept Ricky around, which was brilliant for him. That's probably the best recruiting job he ever did and the biggest, keeping Ricky there. But they let Ricky be Ricky. Right, and Ricky Keep was a rebel. Braids. Yeah, Ricky was a rebel with a cause. And you can say whatever you want about Ricky. Be critical of him, love him, hate him, whatever. But one thing that Ricky had then and he has now, he's cool. Cool factor. Ricky's cool. <laughs> Everybody knows, like, oh, man, Ricky's cool, man. Ricky's cool. That's one thing. You know, Ricky's why he, oh, he's in certain circles that none of us are in, hanging out with Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson because he's cool. Well, also because of they have a lot of things in common. But you get my point. Ricky has the cool factor, and Mac Brown rolled that cool factor with Ricky, the rebel with a cause, the counterculture thing. And that's when I, a young uh, teenager, started paying attention to Texas. Why? Because I'm a teenager. I don't want I, – I, I like rebels. <laughs> I like rebels with a cause. I like guys who are kind of counterculture. That's what teenagers ages are all about and right and that's what texas kind of rode at that time i remember mac understanding cool so much that he, texas was reebok they were a reebok school at the time he would come in and recruit us and tell the players we will be nike don't worry about this guys we're switching to nike he would repeat it over and over again so guys understood that we were going to be nike because nike was cool reebok was not cool mac understood teenagers they want cool they want to wear reebok he understood that cool is currency in recruiting and recruiting is the lifeblood. And so he had to flip the perception of Texas to make it cool. And one other thing he did, and you guys don't gonna hate on it, Jerry brought it up on the live stream, but it's it's money. Chris Sims was also a big part of the cool factor. He was a super he was a, a Super Bowl uh, MVP son. Um, he was an NFL player son, a professional. He was a number one player in the country, uh, <clears throat> USA Today uh, player of the year, and he was committed to Tennessee. Now, I knew because Tim Brewster was recruiting both of us and said, oh, no, he's going to flip. But at the time, the beginning of the Internet era, guys, you would type into a search engine UT and Tennessee would come up, not Texas. We talked about that a lot. Now it's all it's Texas. You put in UT, everybody knows it's Texas. But back then, guys, think about it. UT, Tennessee was the IT University. They were the IT UT. Peyton Manning had gone there for his family of football. They had won a national title. That's why Chris Sims committed there. They were the IT school. And when Mac flipped him from that, lowercase UT, to the uh, UT, all right, the Texas UT, it really did flip the perception of maybe Texas is a cool university. Maybe they're the it school now. And it was those three things, Ricky, Nike, and Chris Sims, that really got the ball rolling with the cool factor in Texas becoming the it school again. And then that's when you get B.J. Johnson and Roy, and Roy Williams and Sloan Thomas because they want to play with Chris Sims. They want to play with the, uh, the, the celebrity quarterback with the celebrity endorsement. Same thing's happening right now with Arch Manning. 
Team uh, players gonna want to come play with him with that celebrity endorsement. Sark has a cool factor, whether it be the shoes or the uh, L'Oreal dressing them, because she's a fashionista. The f the f around and find out whatever it may be. There's a cool factor with Sark, and I feel it again in the last 15 years. I haven't felt it. There's a cool factor again with Texas becoming the it school. Not totally there yet. You got to win to do it, but I feel it again. And when they combine that cool factor, coolest currency, with the winning, Texas is dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, with a good coaching staff, too, and recruiting at a high level. All right, we'll come back. Uh, It'll be Set List ATX with our man Nick Shuley, the president of the Austin Music Movement. Also get an update on the NIL stuff he's up to with Clark Field Creative and the Texas One Fund. That's coming back on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook 'em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh, man, time for Set List ATX every Wednesday at 1130, 10.30, 9.30, Nick Shuley rolls up in here and uh, brings us the uh, best live music in Austin, Texas. He is the president of the Austin Music Movement. He is also one heck of a good guy and sat in a few days last week when Rod was not feeling well and was dealing with protocols. Appreciate him doing that also with uh, Clark Field Creative and the Texas One Fund Association through the NIL events at Texas. Also the host of the Brotherhood podcast with DJ Augustine and Royale Ivy. I'll tell you where to find that and doing a million different things. What's up, Nick? Hey, Nick. What's up, guys? Welcome back, Rod. Hey, thanks, brother. Man, I'm glad to have you. you back. I'm glad you stepped in for me, man. I appreciate <laughs> you stepping up. Man, I just my favorite thing is seeing all the texts. Like, when is Rod back? Every time I would talk, like it just makes it makes it all worth it. <laughs> 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 nah, but it's true, man. You had so much to you had so much. Aaron's fantastic, and like you guys just together, it's an awesome it's an awesome hey, show. You, you got plenty of love Thanks, there, Julie. Your 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 basketball prowess at St. Michael's back in the day. Your <laughs> Your voice, your dulcet tones, your hoops, your knowledge. Hey, um, and football. Hey, the, like how nervous were you? Because I know how you were uh, not trusting of the college football playoff committee last Ooh. week. And when you were sitting there on set on Sunday morning, how, uh, how, how angst-ridden were you? Well, I did know. I mean, the good thing was Quinn had a 72% completion percentage in that, champion, in that championship <laughs> game, so I felt better about it. It wasn't 78 like Bo Nix, but no, actually it's funny. Ty and I were talking. Like, I felt like it was like a kid on Christmas on Saturday night, but it was like this fearful like thing if, like, you know, like it was something like I didn't have the full confidence and I couldn't sleep the whole night. And like I was scrolling through Twitter and YouTube and deep dark holes and odds and all this kind of stuff just to make <laughs> myself feel better. But man, I, I it was uh, what a great what a great day. What a great I mean, my Sunday, I, my girlfriend was like, I want to go to the domain and shop. I was like, we'll do whatever. <laughs> I'm in. I don't care. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm in. Let's go. Christmas, even during Christmas season, they go yeah, to the domain. Like, that's, a, that's a good boyfriend on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> right? with football on. Uh, are you planning to uh, to get to the Sugar Bowl? I mean, what's in what's in your your immediate plan here? Man, I want to. I still haven't decided. I mean, it's just everything's so expensive, but I, I want to figure it out, man. It's just such a – it just feels like such a big moment. And, uh, you know, these don't come along as, as much, and we as Texas fans know that. So I, I, I'd like to go. So we will see. We will see. Mm-hmm. We will see. See if we can make that happen. But uh, good stuff right there. Uh, 
All right. Uh, by the way, how does this help their, their NIL and Clark Field? I mean, this has to it's raise true. the exposure of some of these young athletes being in these games. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I was actually uh, just on the phone with, uh, with a great local brand about trying to figure out how to do some stuff in between. And, you know, obviously timelines are tight, and it's a bad part of the year for really doing kind of marketing and deals because everything kind of goes quiet and, you know, past Thanksgiving, generally how it goes. But we've got – you know, we're still wrapping up some things for this year and uh, – the the we're trying to put in some events between uh between finals etc don't want to get in the way of their studying so we're uh we're, we're getting it going though but yeah i think it'll it's it's bigger for next year i would say like it's gonna definitely help the profile of this team and 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 really and all the kids so i'm, I'm excited about it man it's uh it's just it's just I just everything's good for the program you know and it just feels like we're at this level we haven't been at and it's scary when you have someone as good as Sark is, as good a guy as he is, and as good as uh, as things are in the program, it just feels like things are lining up, and it's that that thing that everyone was fearful of: this incredible university and this incredible city and winning. And I don't know, man, it's uh, they, good things coming. Good things coming, and you'll be on the front lines of it without a doubt. I also want to get your thoughts on this basketball game tonight, but let's get through the uh, set list. ATX, I. Uh, I see that tonight the Black Pumas are back at ACL Live for their third straight day. I've got a text from a couple people who were at the show last night uh, down, at, down at Moody and just saying it was unbelievable ACL Live at the Moody Theater. Give me, give me the set list. Black Pumas one more time tonight, right? Yeah, they're, they're actually playing tonight, and uh, Ty, Ty is going out there. He's taking, taking a date out there, so I'm trying to get, nice. something, uh, get something figured out with, uh, with uh, Rick and Locke and Dessa. I'm about to call him after this if he's listening to, uh, to try to get Ty set up so we can make him look really good on his date. So that's the goal. <laughs> But yeah, that. no, that'll be a great show. They're they're such an incredible band, and ACL Live always sounds perfect. It's gonna be it's gonna be another good night. Absolutely. What else tonight? And then in the Thursday, yeah, some old some old uh, Dallas Deep Ellum favorites. Uh, Jacko Pierce will be playing out uh, Paramount, which will be a really good show, and that's a that's such a great sounding. When video. is that? Is that tonight? That's tonight. Yeah, at that's Paramount. It's my, my dad's favorite band. Oh man, they're they're awesome. I need to let them know. Yeah, you should. Jacko Pierce, they're still playing, huh? Yeah, well, I think they're back together like this, okay. or at least reuniting for some shows because they they'd been apart for a bit. I know, I know, one of them uh, got into acting and was doing a bunch of acting in New York, and and so they're they're kind of getting back together to play some shows. Cool, that's tonight. All right, that's what tonight. else? One of one of my favorite artists around. He's doing a rock and roll Christmas tour. It is uh, J.D. McPherson from uh, Oklahoma's finest. He'll be playing Antones. He's doing two nights, and tonight's the first night of that. He is, if you like that whole kind of Chuck Berry era, you know, Little Richard type of feel to music. Like, it's, he's got that vibe, and it's so good. Uh, and it's, it says here it's the Rock and Roll Christmas Tour, which is kind of cool at Antone's. If you're looking for some uh, rock and roll but some Christmassy themes, I like that. That's uh, coming up tonight. And then also on Thursday, good one over and over at ACL Live. Yeah, well, uh, Shane Smith and the Saints will be playing ACL Live. They're, uh, they're ugly – Christmas sweater party and uh, local favorite and just uh, all around good guy Rob Baird will be opening that show so that's that's worth checking out. There you go. And then starting starting on uh, Thursday night, there's three days of this. It's called Keep Austin Cheered, and they're doing it at the Continental Club, and it features a lot of a lot of really good local artists. Depending on the night, they have me and Adam playing the Bros Fresh TC Superstar. There's a ton of good artists, so check. Uh, Check their website for the exact day of who's playing, but that's happening Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and anything at the Continental is always worth going to. Absolutely. And then Friday, we have a big show at the Moody Center, big rock and roll show, Queens of the Stone Age. We'll be playing with Spiritualized. 
And then uh, local, another old local favorite, Ian Moore, will be over at Paramount. And uh, great, great singer-songwriter Buffalo Nichols at Antone's. And then more local favorites at that time of year. Everybody's back and playing uh, Asleep at the Wheel will be over at the Hot Spot in Cedar Park. Oh, wow. Good. It's cool when a good, great, uh, legendary Grammy Award winning band comes out to your neck of the woods. If you live out Cedar Park there, get out to the hot spot. That's a good one. Yeah. And then uh, up and coming country star, Texas country star Colby Cooper will be doing two nights at, at Green Hall. So that's Friday, Saturday. If you can get into that one, I'm guessing that one's sold out. But he's he's got some got some heat. Um, and then Momentum Friday, behind him, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then Tomar and the FCs will be over at Sea Boys. Okay. Um, on South Congress right there. Great spot. Tomar and the FC. That's a, a lot of brass band. That's a, that's a lot going on in that band. They're very good. Yeah, they've been playing for, gosh, I, I, since, I think since the <laughs> yeah. 80s. Like they're, and they're just, they, they still sound fantastic. And then, All right, Saturday now into your weekend. Yeah, another, this is, so this band is, uh, is a San Antonio band, and they actually sent their demo to, they, they, they named their band after a Smith song, and they sent their demo to Morrissey from the Smiths, and he loved it. And basically flew them to London and let them record demos. And so, and they're out of San Antonio, Texas, and it's the I believe it's three women from San Antonio, and they're called Girl in a Coma. And they got back together and they're playing at Mohawk. And so that's that's worth checking out. It's kind of darker rock, but very good. Awesome. And then Yellowstone Yellowstone star Luke Grimes will be at Emos on Saturday. Oh. How about that? That would be a good one to take your, your girl to. That's that's uh, that's Casey on well, Yellowstone. Yeah, or a bad one to take your girl to. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? She's going to be loving on him. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, everybody loves Casey you know, yeah. from, from Yellowstone. Yeah, I, I had no idea he made music, and it, it doesn't sound doesn't sound bad. Well, uh, you would think in that show, I guess that's not his character, but there's so much music intertwined in the Yellowstone with Ryan Bingham and all that goes on. You'd think maybe they'd let him showcase himself a little bit, but I guess that's not what he is. He's he's the guy back from the military and special forces guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's what Ty said. Ty was like, yeah, I think I think he was hanging around Ryan Bingham too much. We were trying to think of uh, actors that have successfully transitioned to musicians, and we couldn't really. We, we got Drake. <laughs> Drake. Yeah, yeah, he was a child actor, right? Yeah, he was on Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah. Okay, and then there's what's the uh, who's the guy that uh, you know repelled at ACL Fest down off the the, the oh the, yeah the Jared Jared Leto yeah they did get big. Uh, um, I can't think of the name. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto is one. Uh, gosh, Dennis Quaid and the Sharks. Remember Dennis Quaid had a band for a while. <laughs> yeah, Keanu wow. Reeves had Dog Star. Uh, Jason Schwartzman had, was in Phantom Planet. Phantom Planet was actually pretty good. Um, mm. But yeah, there's That's not been a ton that just you know they were they were better artists than they were uh, their previous craft. It's usually the other way. It's musician to act. They're like playing music to act. Yeah, you can go music to actor more more common. That's much more common. Yeah, yeah, like All right. common. Um, yeah. Also, let's uh, so Luke Grimes at Emo Saturday night for yeah. the for the ladies and Yellowstone fans. And what else? Though, and then uh, Saturday night, a good good country show. Vincent Neal Emerson will be over at Antone's. He's done some stuff with Coulter Wall and some of those artists. He's great, and that'll be a good show. Another night at Colby Cooper at Green Hall, and then our our ticket giveaway. There will be a really good show. Uh, Kari Hudson and Good Company at Saxon Pub. So we'll give some tickets away to that later. Cool. Thank you for uh, bringing those from Saxon Pub. Yeah, Joe Abel said that's a that's a one not, one not to miss, and uh, that that'll be yeah. And then over at uh, the O four Center will be Mark Broussard doing two nights, and the first nights there, and uh, he's he puts on a great show and a really good kind of singer songwriter. 
Mark Broussard. Okay, yeah, he's got a deep, soulful voice. I like that a lot. And then a few others Sunday and then Monday, Tuesday. What are we wrapping up the week with? Yeah, night two of Mark Broussard on Sunday and then a huge kind of R&B show at at, uh, Moody Center. Rod Wave will be playing with Ari Lennox. Yeah. What what is that, Sunday? That's Sunday. Yeah, that's a good one. (sighs) I might have to get tickets to that. I've already had. It's rap slash, like, soulful Oh, yeah, cool. it's, uh, he's very talented. He can sing. He can rap. I'm sure that's a good show. Yeah, it's it's kind of a slow burner, but it's it's really good. I, like there's a there's a lot of people that have already been asking about tickets to that one. <laughs> Rod Wave and R, with R, R Lennox and Moody. Yeah, Moody Center's booking it. It's gonna be a big show. And then an oldie but a goodie at uh, Antones on Monday night. Yeah, Miss Macy Gray will be playing Antones, and then. Tuesday's a great local hip-hop show. I was stressing to, to Ty to get out to this one. It's it's a, a showcase they're doing. It's called A Fat A, and I won't say it on the radio, rap show <laughs> featuring uh, DZ Brown, who's a phenomenal local rapper, and then probably my favorite hip-hop artist out of Austin, Malik Baptiste. If you have not listened to him, one of the most talented human beings I have heard. He's he's actually he got some production credits on Ariana Grande's record. He makes these in, in, uh, unbelievable beats and then has just a great voice, too, that he can kind of rap and, and sing over. And it's if you haven't listened to him, Malik Baptiste. Love and that'll that. be over at Antone's. All right, Antone's, and that is uh, Tuesday night. And um, that'll, that'll wrap up our set list ATX for the week. We'll post this. Make sure you can get to it so you can have a roadmap. If you're looking for live music, come the weekend. And uh, good stuff all the way through. Plus, if you would like to be at the Kari Hudson and Good Company at Saxon Pub Saturday night, uh, no college football outside of Allery Navy. Get on out there. We'll give away a, a pair of set, uh, pair of tickets on the set list and the uh, the guest list there at uh, Caller 5, 447-3776 to pick those up. Thank you to Joe Abels and the crew at Saxon Pub. Kari Hudson and Good Company at Saxon Pub Saturday night. Caller 5 can pick those up. Uh, Nick, you feeling good about a basketball win tonight uh, at, at Marquette, or is this going to be a, an uphill challenge for you? Uh, they're a really good team, but I think we, I think we match up pretty well with them. I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. I think it'll be a good measuring stick for this team all right there you go uh we'll see how that goes and then the brotherhood podcast i'm sure you have a lot of conversation about that coming up with uh, royale and the crew dj augustine about the texas basketball team as they build into conference play uh, no dylan to sue tonight doesn't look like they're holding him back maybe for the tennessee game in a couple of weeks but we shall see uh all right we'll come back uh when we do it'll be who said that uh on the other side of this quick timeout. nick great stuff man appreciate you my friend thanks nick we'll talk to you next wednesday appreciate y'all thanks guys This is going to be near the original Highway 45, not Toll 45, but the original Highway 45 uh, south of Circle C, Blissbiller Road. Got a crash reported there, so a resultant backup possible. Northbound I-35 approaching William Cannon, uh, that area a little slower than normal. We've got a Fendimenter reported there, so you kind of held up north of there. It eases up till you get to about Old Torp, then it's slow uh, to the decks. Southbound Mopac, far west of 2222, still heavy, but here's some great news. 183, particularly on the westbound side where we were backed up a lot. Uh, particularly in the 8 o'clock hour. That's all done, so no more problems there. But we do have problems southbound I-35 uh, coming from uh, Pflugerville uh, toward Howard Lane. Uh, we got an injury crash there, at least one lane blocked off. As we check for other crashes, uh, Wells Ranch Parkway near the southbound access of I-35. A bit of it's at the same general area there for you. Also, we're checking over on Montopolis and Old Torf. Uh, westbound on the 290 Ben White, headed toward Lamar. We had a crash earlier there. Uh, still residuals, but the wreck is done. I'm Don Miller, and that's traffic. 
Underdog Fantasy, folks, listen, it's amazing how many friends of mine and, and people that I've shown this Underdog Fantasy thing and how easy it is to use and how fun it is, and it's just simple, and that's the great thing. You're going to watch games anyhow. That's the message, right? You're going to watch Longhorn basketball tonight. You'll be watching the Cowboys this weekend, whatever your game is, um, but just, you know, put a little, little, little action on it. Have a little fun with it. You go to Underdog Fantasy, and here's another thing that's easy. You go to the website, underdogfantasy.com. They've got a QR code there where you can find the app and download it right to your phone. It couldn't be any easier than that, and then once you have the app, or you get signed up at the website, use my promo code Hogan, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Then you just you know go to the games you're going to watch and pick players, and you're going to you know pick you know, pick whether two to five players who are playing, and you're going to choose whether they're going to go higher or lower on their in-game stats. The ones you choose, you, you know you don't have to choose from what they give you. You can take a series of stats, choose the ones you want to go with, highers and lowers. And then you pick them, and you watch them, and you win them. It couldn't be more simple. It couldn't be faster or more fun. And then you're just going to do what, any, what, uh, what you do. Anyhow, watch the game, and then you could be a winner every day. Over $600 million have been won by customers on Underdog. Uh, it's got a five, almost a five-star rating with fans all over. It's absolutely a blast. Build your dream team today. Go to Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Get the app. Use my promo code HOGAN, H-O-G-A-N, to get you going. They're going to double your money up to $100. So you put in 50 bucks, you got 100 100 you got 200 And you're off and running, having a good old time with Underdog Fantasy. Plus, they'll put a little mystery pick there in your queue, a little specialty for you, a little point five. You'll have that to run with as well when you're a new customer at Underdog UnderdogFantasy.com, Underdog Fantasy app, promo code Hogan, H-O-G-A-N. Pick them, win them, watch them. It's simple and it's easy and it's fun at UnderdogFantasy.com. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? All right, time for Who Said That, Rod. Uh, video or audio, audio from all over the uh, sports landscape. We try to guess who said it. What do you got for me today, my friend? Uh, Ty, I sent you a couple of uh, pieces. You can just dial any of them up, and then we can play Who Said That. The way that they get there, to M. Rob's point, is Jalen is 100%, and he is that dynamic weapon in the run game because that creates your offense on the outside and your one-on-ones. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly. And you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get fully healthy? Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly again, they do not care. They do not care. If raining... In Philly, doesn't matter. But, but Irrelevant. You're the coach. You're Nick Sirianni. You go up to Jalen Hurts. Right, you can cut it off. He's like, dude. All right. right. Who's, who's advocating? Who said that? Who's advocating to? That was the first ever franchise quarterback of the Houston Texans, David Carr. Yes, it was. So he is saying sit Jalen Hurts until he's healthy because you're going to need him when it matters. Yeah. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but then what, what would be a record be in this stretch of games that you just played? Well, I mean, the only thing I would say, that they, they're through their gauntlet. You are, but without Jalen Hurts, they could end up losing any of their next games. Yeah, then you're a wild card. Cowboys Cowboys would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, there is an argument to be made that a a 70% Jalen Hurts – you know, will will not travel big picture. And he'll be 50% by the end of the season. Right, and he'll be 50. And if you can get him to 100, you give yourself at least a puncher's chance, even if you have to play road games in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. there's at least that argument. Yeah. No, on the surface, it sounds like bizarre and absurd. But when you really break it down, you understand what he's saying. I disagree, but I still understand what he's saying. And, and, and if the trainer said he could, you know, if you give him three weeks off, he'll be healthy, then I think that's something you probably would consider if you're – but they're not going to do it for this weekend against the dang Cowboys. But not, Yeah, it's not happening. Because he, he started out the season 
uh, injured it, that from what I'm hearing from a lot of people, that he was hurt to start the season. Like he was not 100% to even start game oh, wow. one. Huh. Yeah, that he's been dealing with this injury, whatever it is, for a while now. All right, let me give you this. Who said this? It was on our airwaves yesterday, Rod. What's the deal with Gruden? What can you tell me what's going well, on the Gruden, there? The Gruden story is um, the Gruden story is really, I think, uh, the biggest concern among the owners right now because Gruden has said that he is not going to settle. So it's now in the Nevada Supreme Court, the lawsuit that John Gruden filed against the NFL and against Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. alleging that they leaked those emails that cost him his job and his career. And Gruden has told people that he will burn the house down. He'll burn the NFL down to get the truth. And my sense since our story, you know, that we did, I uh, did with Seth Wickersham, my colleague at ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked to people around Gruden, close to Gruden, and he is all in to get the truth. So if the Nevada Supreme Court rules in his favor, there will be discovery. And that discovery means that Gruden's attorneys can subpoena Roger Goodell, every single owner if they want to, Mm -hmm. to try to find out if the NFL did, in fact, leak those emails that cost Gruden his job. All right, there you go. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, he wants – some people just want to watch the world burn. And looks like he wants to watch the NFL burn. Now, does he have the fuel to be able to to start the fire? I start a fire big enough to burn the league? I doubt it. That's what – what does he have? Does he have a smoking gun? Because he's acting like he's got a smoking gun. And what's a smoking gun? Like, what would be well, so damning his, well, I, to I, bring I, I, down the number one television product in American history? Well, he, he, <laughs> I, I think that's, that, that was on the Rich Eisen show yesterday. That's the investigative reporter at, uh, at ESPN. Uh, well, I mean, could, could he burn it down? Maybe not. But in his mind, could he do serious damage, potentially, that uh, – you know, the because yeah. in the league under oath and getting to discovery. Would what be, what could it be in your opinion, right? Because what, do, what, oh, what just just bad PR. What could be just, so damning? Because it'd be like, oh, they're racist owners. That's already been out there, though. There are literally, <laughs> there are literally numerous lawsuits about racial discrimination in the NFL. We've been talking about the Rooney Rule for years. Okay, so is that going to burn the league down? No. What is? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it? Um, maybe allegations of sexual misconduct? Well, Dan Snyder just had that bunch of you had a con- congressional investigation into it. What could be so damning? No, I don't think he to be burn that, this league down. It's, yeah. it's too powerful of well, a league. My thing was, it's already been through a lot of that already. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Is it? Is it? Se- was it uh, sexual misconduct allegations? He wants a pound of flesh. I don't know what that means, big picture, but the NFL doesn't want it. Uh, the, 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 head, the thing he said that I thought was interesting was, because John Gruden can want his, he, you know, he's the spurned lover that's angry and wants to Well, you know he's never getting back to the NFL. And he's never getting back to he's the never league. Getting back in the and league. remember, John Gruden left a cushy job doing Monday Night Football to go coach, and then now he can't even do either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that's like, true. I want a piece. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that you can burn down how powerful the NFL is, but you can do severe damage. The pound of flesh is that Roger Goodell gets fired. Maybe Could that's be. what he. Maybe that's what he wants. Could be. Could be some dirt on him. And, and there's that's dirt irreparable. on him, and then yeah. he, then he's out, and there's a new commissioner. Okay. That could be. But that's not hurting the league that much. It hurts the league because they got to get rid of Goodell. But sure. that's, that's been talk about that for years now anyway. And there are, there are owners within the league, well, Jerry when, Jones being one of them, that don't want Roger Goodell well, in this Dan, place. But when Dan Van Atta says the, this is the biggest concern among owners right now, then you've got to know the owners know there's, there's some dirt in there that they don't want out. You yeah, know, that's, that's individual. Yeah, yeah. That's not about the league. That's them individually being called out and being canceled. Sure, and sure. then them being sued by uh, their own constituents or by the companies that they run. And then they can no longer run the companies they run and lose money that way. That's individual. Talking about the league as a whole, I, it's not much you can do to this league. Yeah, <laughs> that's how powerful right that. and that's how popular it is. Uh, the owners, point. though, you're right. You can take down – we've seen owners get dismissed, yeah. kicked out of the league. That's happened a lot in multiple leagues, by the way. 100%. So you can – now that can happen. Now that's what he wants to do, he might be able to do that. Or get Roger Goodell 
Blank get, I think he can get Roger Goodell fired because Jerry Jones looking for dirt on Roger Goodell for the last oh, yeah, three, he, four years. He may have some advocates on that, yeah, too, if yeah, he finds exactly. the right stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right, what else do you have for me, Ron? Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, um, can you give me – bring up the coach. Can we bring up the coach here, Ty? I sent you one with a coach on there to say who to play who said that. If not, then we can just go. Who said In that? In college football with the playoff yeah. selections, we have yeah. Michigan, we got Washington, we got mm-hmm. Texas, and then the controversial pick was between – Alabama over Florida State. What did you think about the playoff selections? Was Florida State done wrong? Did they did the committee get it right? I gotta hear your opinion on the matter. But first right, so that's, uh, that's Dion from yesterday. That's Dion from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we'll play one more here, Todd, that I sent you that just came down today. This is another NFL topic. Interesting. You'll know the voices without a doubt. Commissioner Roger Goodell wants to permanently ban the brotherly shove. That's right. It's all coming to an end. Once the commission starts talking about it and saying he wants to get it done, it's going to get done. Mr. Goodell just made all our lives a little easier in the NFL outside of the Eagles <laughs> organization. Jason, do you fully expect it to be banned next season at this point? Are you just sick of the debate? Listen, ban it. I really, at this point, I don't care. I'm over <laughs> the discussion about it. To be fair, it would just be banning like the push in the back. Everybody would still be able to run the QB sneak, I think. Well, that's where I'm kind of like, you know, whatever. We were really good at running quarterback sneak before we did the push. I don't think that it's a necessary part for it. It certainly helps. There's no question about it. I don't have the energy to care about whether it gets banned or not. We're going to run it right now because we're good at it and it's effective. And whatever they do next season, we'll figure out a way to do something at a high level and make it effective. I don't know. I mean, if it's for a health reason, I don't think a lot of guys get injured on it. So I don't think that's a good reason. If it's for an unfair advantage, we've already seen other teams do it at not as good of a success level, so I don't know that it's that big of a competitive advantage. If they do ban the brotherly shove, there'll be a good reason behind it that the commissioner wants to get done. Whether people agree with it or not, it is what it is, and we move forward.